Welcome to season two of Fairbank and Friends. How did we get here? Where are we going? And how do we stay present through the journey? Join us and marinate in the mystery. Welcome back to season two of Fairbank and Friends. I'm here with Julie and we met in 2018, she told me, um, when I was managing a Starbucks. I think it was the Facebook group you posted in like Toronto Take My Shift. Yes. Or maybe I did and was like, I need help. Well, I was looking to pick up shifts anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I was looking to switch stores. Right, yeah. um, Because I had asked for time off in my, for like from my store in Montreal mm-hmm. about six months in advance of needing it but because of the turnover rate of yeah. managers they just kept pushing it off to the next person and oh. the last person didn't like me great very much um, chose to not give you time off yes um, and so I needed to switch stores and I needed to do it fast yeah and I needed people yeah and you came to us and you were so wonderful thank you yeah 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 it was also just like a nice change of pace too because I mean I started out at a drive through store which was very busy mm-hmm. um, and then went to Montreal where like they just have such a culture of taking things so slow um, <laughs> the opposite of our store. Well, yeah, because it was just like, oh, do you, none of you have to, like, don't you have places to, like, be? Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> I came in basically, like, the fastest person that they had, like, on bar because mm-hmm. I came from the drive-thru. And they were like, wow, like, how did you? And I'm just like. How, how do you not? How, like. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you take one drink at a time? <laughs> How are you so slow? Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice coming back to Toronto because it was like just the pace that I was like yeah. used to. Okay. Great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I miss it sometimes. Yeah. We had great people at our we store. We really did. I feel like most people are like, we had great people like at our store. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it was also like special because like, like you were just a really great like manager too and it's not in my experience very often that I had like managers that I felt like Mm -hmm. gave a shit about (laughs) and it's funny because I had did you know Leslie Warner or no I don't think so so she was my DM so Valiat was my first DM and then Leslie came in and I had her on I think episode three and uh she's like yeah you um she said you were different than other managers in the district in the area at the time and I was she mean by that but I was too scared to ask her on the podcast so I asked her later and she's like you really like you actually led through the people you cared about your people she said I think sometimes it was to your detriment I'm like oh it was yeah but I'm like that's that's my I care about people like the business is gonna it's a billion dollar company yeah I don't need to tell y'all to sell extra lemon loaves we're gonna sell them yeah but I need to care about you all so that you come to work and feel cared about so that we can serve some coffee so thank you for, yeah, I tried. Like at the first store that I was at, I like, I got hired when I was legit like 16, mm-hmm. right? Um, my first manager was my friend's mom who just like hired me, like first job, yeah. great, but she was only there for like a month. Mm. And then it was this 
other lady who was like ASM like before, mm-hmm. but she was just like really really mean to like everyone. But I was also just like, but also like I am a seventeen year old like kid. Like yeah. why are you on my ass? Yeah. And then like turnover rate of yeah. the other store. Like we never really got to know like any mm-hmm. of the managers. Except for, like, the last one who was very, like, oh, like, you know, I know you speak French, but, like, you speak it with such an Anglophone accent. (laughs) I don't like it. And I was just like, but I'm still speaking the language. That that sounds like a you problem, manager. (laughs) Like, like sorry we don't all have the accent that you want. Yeah, she had a a very... Huh. She had an issue. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I feel like you can't can't say that. Wow. Also, like, I was one of three, four people of color that, like, worked at our store, Mm -hmm. too. It was, like, everyone else was, like, like white. Um, If not, like, Francophone just, like, um, was born in Quebec, so they spoke it, like, properly. Yeah. Whatever. It was just, like, ooh. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a very nourishing environment. But I still loved my, like, my coworkers. My coworkers were yeah. good. It was just, like, oh. I also just generally have a problem with authority. <laughs> I really resonate with that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's funny. One of the things I learned, because there are, one thing I've differentiated for myself is the difference between a manager and a leader. Mm. And the difference between someone with a job title. Right. Um, and in my mind, leaders are people who want to empower the people that work with them so that they can leave and maybe they'll have their role filled by people below them um, or the people that work with them. And managers are people who are working through their psychological issues in the workplace, yeah. <laughs> trying to find some semblance of control in the world of chaos by making other people's lives miserable or micromanaging. Yep. And sadly, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Wow. I'm really glad you made it to our store. Yeah. And it's been cool to see the friendships too that everyone, you know, even after I left that people had with each other. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. These guys are great. Yeah. It's a good team. I just love seeing like people like pop up on my like feed from mm-hmm. time to time and I'm like, Oh, I love them. Yeah. There you are doing your thing. Yeah. yeah. Well the first question is, what is one of your simple pleasures? Simple pleasures. Sleep, mm. food. Mm-hmm. I um, I I'm especially just um, really feeling for um, like my mom's cooking, like specifically, mm. uh, just because I've been away for a while, like yeah. the last four years, um, moving to Montreal and really just coming home like from time to time and. Yeah. Um, I try to like replicate it like in my own cooking Mm -hmm. at home um, to like pretty good success but it's still like not quite the same as just like Mm. sitting down and having food just up here up here yeah (laughs) is there any particular dish that's your favorite Um, a lot of like poached chicken sort of base dishes Mm. so it's it's always like um, a process of like poaching the chicken, having the broth, um, 
and then having the chicken like on the side and then being able to turn that soup into like either cooking it into um, rice mm -hmm. and having like a, a rice that's like flavored with the, the chicken fat and mm -hmm. having the chicken on top and my mom makes this um, Sounds so good. ginger scallion chili sauce that goes on top of it. Gosh. That's one of my favorite things that she makes and also one of my fa the favorite things like I like to make. Mm -hmm. um, she makes uh, or she'll use the broth to make like a pho mm -hmm. um, or she'll use the broth to make uh, like a congee mm -hmm. so like a, a rice like porridge with the, the broth similar to the idea of the, the chicken rice but mm -hmm. just um, more brothy yeah like it's oh, okay. it's more of a porridge um, it, it's it's just changing around the the concentrations oh, of okay. like rice to liquid and then um she'll make like kind of like coleslaw on the side nice. of that too with the mm -hmm. uh chicken and the uh fish sauce so i think it's as a whole it's just i love poached <laughs> i love your face like you guys can't see this because this is audio but you just had the most beautiful smile as you were talking about that and just like looking off in the distance it's yeah. great because it's just a really good like comfort food mm -hmm. and it like it just it probably is healthier but it it also just like feels healthier because mm -hmm. um, when I'm not cooking for myself it's just like yeah I'll skew towards like fried chicken like I it's I love oh, yeah. it yeah yeah it's just chicken and rice is like an elite <laughs> combo. Totally. I feel like you can't really go wrong. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you can, but. Yeah. Like a... someone could probably. Yeah. Up, yeah. But yeah. like. But cooks and like moms and stuff. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to nail it. Mom food. Yeah. Yeah. I also realized I forgot to introduce who you are. So oh, yeah. Julie is a Toronto and Montreal based uh, theater creator and exotic dancer. Yeah. 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 And her simple pleasures are food and sleep. Yes. <laughs> uh, Basic human needs. Yeah. Legit. But I mean, I struggle with the food thing. Yeah. Just, I'm like, I'd rather just snack to make a whole meal. So much effort. It so. It's not even just like the cooking part. It's it's like the cleaning part too. <laughs> right. Which like what won't make dishes is me not cooking anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like. I'm thinking about like homemaking too and like my mom like is also a homemaker mm -hmm. but she did um she did people's like hair and stuff out of yeah. our home oh cool um as well so my mom pretty much had like two full-time jobs that she yeah. was working like at the same time because she would like go like cut someone's hair or like just kind of lay the dye like mm -hmm. in their hair and then leave them for a bit and then go check on like the food that she right. was like making and I was like that's nuts right <laughs> wow and like I think my dad was also like aware of it too like how many hours that my mom was just constantly like working and on her feet and also like taking care of me too because mm -hmm. like like me being quite like small and needing to pick me up from school or like whatever yeah uh, but my mom would always like stay up my mom's simple pleasures is uh, the young and the restless. Okay, so let me tell you, <laughs> like she has watched that show, sorry, and is still watching that show like after thirty years. Like she's been watching that show Good since before her. I was born, um, 
and like Vietnamese like dramas sure mm-hmm. but it's also but the, like Young the Restless is like the main thing but my mom will like stay up till like 1 2 in the morning just watching the Young the Restless and that really like my dad gets concerned but that <laughs> translates into like him yelling at her and being like you need to go to bed and she's just like but just let her have let her have her young and restless like yes she's like tired or like whatever but it's just like it's the one time of the day where she gets to do something for herself just leave her alone (laughs) it's so funny though that translation of and i saw some slider meme about that where it's like my dad is concerned about her and this is how he chooses to express it where it's like there's so much reading between the lines yeah and where it's just like you're gonna get cold wear a jacket it's like oh they're trying to say that they care about me yeah and it's just like but they're yelling those are different words and a different tone than being like i love you yeah so yeah yeah a lot of us 20 and 30 somethings 40 somethings everyone that's not the younger generation is having to learn to read through the translation like the things their parents said like oh i think they tried to say i love you yeah yeah. It was really funny though the other day when I had failed my terrific test. Oh yeah. Uh where like you know, my dad had said before he was just like, just try your best. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Which mm-hmm. is like great. But then like after that, like he didn't yell at me mm-hmm. for failing my test, which, you know, was like good. But then I think he just sort of picked something else to like oh. pick on me for and like okay. yell at me for because <laughs> he was trying really hard not to yell at okay. me for the like the the driving thing because mm-hmm. he said he would right where he's like I said I wouldn't now I can't so I'm just gonna pick but something. I'm gonna yell about something else because that's not off okay um and then like I came back to Toronto and I told my um, uncle when he came home that I like failed my test and he was actually he actually like said some words that were like really really helpful and actually kind of okay. what I wish that my like dad had like said and I was just like oh it's like I I think I'm after being away for a while appreciating my like family more even though like there are still like some things because it, it does feel like he is my like second dad yeah um, yeah. What are the words he said? I'm curious. Um, I think it was just that, like, oh, like, I think he's aware or, like, has faith in me and my mm. ability to, like, drive, which I, like, can do. Like, yeah. just, like, sometimes you just don't really get, like, lucky with, like, those things, depending on, like, totally. the examiner and, like, the mood that they're And in. where you're taking it. Where you're taking it. I took it in Hamilton. Okay. Um... I took it with this like white lady mm-hmm. who like an older white woman and I I just I saw her like from a distance and I was like I just know that she's gonna be a hard mm-hmm. ass and she like yeah kind of was because the thing is too she said to me like oh you were so close to passing and I was just like so why didn't you help <laughs> why would you yeah. say that <laughs> like thanks yeah but yeah, it was because she didn't like one of my like lane changes that I made on the highway. Because mm. it was it was also like an 80, it was one of those weird highways where it's like the highest is like 80. Mm-hmm. 
so I, I did 80 changing lanes but she wanted me to do like a bit faster like 86 oh. change lanes. oh yeah um I was like really like that was that feels ridiculous <laughs> to be marked down on I know I'm not a driving instructor but like yeah and like my my like driving instructor was like there too and he was like also like quite confused he was just like did she mean like when you're emerging onto the highway you didn't go fast enough and i was like no it was that she wanted me to go a bit higher than the speed limit to change lanes (laughs) when there wasn't really like a car that was like that close behind Mm -hmm. me either weird yeah it's also just looking at the snow outside too and just like fuck like yeah. I don't want to take my driving test when now. are you taking it now I have to I still have to re- I keep saying this like every day is that like, oh I want to rebook it yeah it's me and sending forms to my CPA yes I'm like it'll happen sending invoices mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. Yeah. signing contracts yeah all that stuff well, uh, next question is, what is something you're curious about? Curious how? Mm. Um, curious, want to know more, uh, something that piques your interest frequently. Oh, just in general? Yeah. I feel like um, my curiosities sort of change, like, day by day, and I it might just have something to do with, like, my attention span. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you a fellow ADHDer? I I'm not diagnosed uh-huh. though. Um, but it is like just reading all the things. I'm like, this is too uncanny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then like, oh, I sh- I feel like I shouldn't go down the road of like self-diagnosis. Like that's I don't think that's like the way yeah but you know still it it is like whether it's like diagnosed or not like to have an awareness of mm-hmm. of tendencies or yeah. like certain traits um kind of helps me manage them yeah more than if i were to just be completely unaware which i was for mm-hmm. like years yeah um you know, like, the tendency that I have of, like, leaving shit to, like, the last minute and then doing all of it, like, at once, was every project yep. that I had in school. Oh, I'm calling my parents, being like, my paper's due tomorrow, I've got an exam, help me write this, yeah. and we're like, because I'm an extroverted thinker, so I'm like, I want to talk through these ideas mm-hmm. in my head with someone and yeah. have, like, a discourse, yeah. but I only want to do that the day before it's due. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or if I have, like, a deadline for a grant... Or I'm, like, editing a play to send to a contest. Like, it's 24 hours before that. That's when I start, and I sit there, and I just do it all the way through. Yeah. It's just like, did you write an entire new draft of this in one sitting? <laughs> and you did. And finish it, like, an hour before the deadline? I didn't get the award. But, like, <laughs> but I, got, I turned it in. But it, it was still, like, helpful because I needed to turn out a new draft for okay. the um the workshop that I had like coming up anyways um yeah like my I guess like my interest and curiosity sort of translate a lot into like my actual like 
work because yeah. I'll just sort of like sit there and percolate mm-hmm. <laughs> on things. Um, like I'm in the process right now of like writing um, or like I'm, I'm right now it's kind of in the pitching outlining um, stages. Mm-hmm. I sent in a couple grants for it, but it's um, it's called the Imperial Housewives of the Forbidden City. So it's kind oh of just my like God, what an amazing <laughs> name. So it's like the real housewives, but they're like Imperial Chinese concubines. Um, that is amazing. <laughs> But it's also like broadly kind of, um, it, it's it's framed so that like there will be a lot of kind of like anachronisms mm-hmm. like within the the play, um, you know the the main character the like concubine that it's like sort of centered around mm-hmm. um, is like quite young. Like yeah, I like I am and kind of navigating like a relationship like for the first time. Yeah. Um, but also like by extension like love and yeah um, so it's kind of an exploration of like a couple things that I'm like looking at from like Chinese history Mm -hmm. uh, which I will definitely like take a lot of like liberties on but it's still just around like um, like that period of history and what um like the role of women at that time um with um exploring my ideas around love or like broadly like society's like ideas about love and also just like love from like that context Mm -hmm. um, as well um love and romance i realized i don't like actually know what um romance means uh-huh like i know it right. like broadly as like a concept mm-hmm. um but when i think about like romance or falling in love i don't right. actually really know how to like put it into words yeah and i feel like it has something to do with the way that like love was sort of like modeled to me like in seeing like my parents relationship mm-hmm. um because i like they do clearly like love each other but, yeah um i don't really see like romance right or like being in love sort of there mm-hmm. um you know it as like an underlying concept but you can't see it as a verb mm-hmm. kind of like you don't see it in action yeah or sort of like in the ways that I do see it in action are sort of like the weird ideas that we okay. have about like love. Yeah. In in sort of um the the storybook like idea. Okay. It's just that just feels like dragons <laughs> and like Yeah. Goblins or mm-hmm. like like you know, I, I don't know how much that like actually yeah. translates to like a real like thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah I mean I sort of came like to that idea thinking about um, uh, my great-grandfather um, owned like an international sort of textile mm-hmm. business uh, that my dad used to like 
um, tell me about, like how he was like this really wealthy man who had four wives. Mm-hmm. He had two in China and two in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because he was able to like sustain like those relationships right. financially. Like that was sort of the main like thing you yeah. provide for right. these like women and their like, families. Um, but um, the way it was sort of described like to me, it was like, after the revolution in 1949, my uncle, uh, my, my um, grandfather fled China, mm-hmm. some other family members fled, but I don't actually know what happened to like the two women that oh, he was yeah. like, married to mm-hmm. there. Um, and then it's also like broadly like curious around like, oh, what were their like actual feelings towards my yeah. grandfather? great grandpa because I don't actually know yeah um so like in some ways it's it's like feelings of love and what we're kind of socialized to like mm-hmm. feel about love but yeah. also what do we actually feel about love yeah um and how do we kind of work that out or find that out definitely especially when you're so like young too yeah um and it's also like a lot of also's it's also like queering like the idea of um concubinage Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. um because um you know the business sort of way that um these uh, like marriages were sort of like framed like the big thing like at the time I think broadly around the world is um, you like the transference of property means that like you can't you have to make sure like the woman doesn't have another man's yeah baby and so it was like keeping women like away from men right so then women are only spending time with other like women and like mm-hmm. that feels very that's probably gay as fuck <laughs> yes we're like oh these people can meet my, my needs i can have emotional closeness and all the things that i may not be getting and also yeah you're beautiful and <laughs> like spending time with you in different ways like i feel like to some extent it probably is a lot of like the jealousy and catty sort of aspects of Real Housewives Mm -hmm. where like um, you know you're all married to like the same man Mm -hmm. but then it's also like oh you're also in a environment where you're surrounded by a bunch of like beautiful like women like probably like feeling some like gay feelings (laughs) (laughs) yeah how could you not yeah 100% yeah. yeah, I'm like, how could you not? I'm so much more curious about the Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was watching um, just like compilation videos of just like the most like chaotic like Real Housewives <laughs> sort of like moments, um, and <laughs> just like. Um, uh, a friend of mine like mm-hmm. walking in um who's like a 40 year old like man just watching me like watch this 
like, what's going on? Yeah. It's <laughs> like this one scene where, like, this woman is, like, washing, like, the chicken, but she's washing it, like, with soap. I've seen that clip. And you're just like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So you were doing some research, it sounds like. Yeah. And it, like, it always, like, brings up, like, random things, too. Because I start out, like, researching, like, these things, too. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, oh, the fish out of water thing, like, kind of reminds me of Will Smith and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And so, like, right now there's a scene, like, from that that's, like, kind of directly lifted from the, mm. the, the first, like, scene where he, like, shows up at the, right. at the house. Because um, it's like, yeah, like, these are... Like, some of them do come from, like, somewhat nobility, but it's, mm -hmm. like, for some, it's, like, oh, an actual, like, peasant, like, woman right. pulls up yeah. to a literal castle. Yeah. Wow. She is probably, like, Will Smith from right. Philadelphia showing up to Bel Air. Yeah. 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 And then is it kind of her process of being comfortable with that fact that that's where she is? I think it's more at this point, like, like that was really mostly just like the initial like framing of mm -hmm. it. Cause I think it like very quickly like fell into the like emotional kind of um, relationships. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, like, the emperor is, like, the emperor, the son of, like, heaven or, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, he's still your husband. He's still just, like, a guy. Yeah. The filler name I have for him right now is Kevin. Okay. Kevin. Love it. <laughs> emperor Kevin. Because, like, I feel like that's probably just, like, I don't know. Like, in in, like, the grandiosity of, like, all the the wealth and the status and whatever like people are still people and yeah struggling with like human yeah emotions and like you know this idiot kid um with like all these wives probably doesn't know how to love like very well but that's also just like not really in his like job description mm -hmm. it's not really a thing that's like taught or really even like thought about yeah um so how does it make people feel mm -hmm. um and then it was also like again like with the liberties that i'm like taking on like with it too it's like um i was thinking about it in terms of um what my like great grandfather did of mm -hmm. like the um revolution happening and then sort of just like fleeing yeah um that kind of happened too with like the last emperor of like the, the Qing like dynasty is okay. like he sort of just like fled for his life okay. and kind of left like his wives behind so wow like that sort of being like the end 
of it mm-hmm. um, opens the door for some like interesting um, like mm, context I think around the like play as well mm-hmm. um, because I also have like conceptualized the idea of like at the time too like thinking about um, how prevalent like famine was and the sort of wealth gap between like yeah the imper- the um, the royalty and, yeah. and the and the peasants as well and like thinking of um, this character's kind of rise in class mm-hmm. um what is she like also like leaving behind there and right. so like does she have a like sister who is like in the red army and like while she's trying to talk to her sister about like oh i like yeah i'm i'm feeling like not good feelings around like being in love with my husband but like never like seeing him her going like yeah it's like that scene in the the Kardashians where <laughs> Kim loses her like diamond earrings and she's just like I've lost my earrings and and Chloe I think Chloe is like Kim there are people dying yeah <laughs> like check your mother effing privilege like yeah yeah but for her that was upsetting yeah and then also like what opportunities were able to, like, for, for this person to then, like, join, like, the court, like, is that, does that mean, like, their family is now, like, taken care of, like, right. she's finally able to send her, like, sister to school, or, yeah. like, you know, her mom doesn't have to, like, work anymore. Right. Um, but then that's also not a thing that's accessible to, like, everyone. Yeah. Um, and at what cost, if you have this, like, you in air quote, like, some of your needs are being met. Mm-hmm. But there's this space and lack of like genuine connection, and because I'm sure in that yeah. time in that arrange, like it's not a prayer. It's like you've got a your room, yeah. you've got your nice clothes, you've got food. Like mm-hmm. what else could you need? And like, well, well, I feel like that's also like kind of how things, or like some relationships, like look even like absolutely you know, too people like staying in relationships. That oh are, yeah, like, fulfilling for them because certain needs are met but absolutely others are not and so you're kind of just like yeah it there are trade-offs mm-hmm. um which is why for me like even though it's such a like fantastical and sort of like grandiose kind of um framing of things i think the um core of like the choices that we have to Mm -hmm. make and um conversations that we need to have like with ourselves and um the people we love uh, are relevant definitely cool well i'm excited when is it gonna be a thing that i can come see well i haven't written the play (laughs) so tomorrow because (laughs) it's 24 hours you take to write things right Uh no um, cool. Well, I will look forward to eventually mm-hmm. making it out to see it. Yeah. Yeah. What? Hopefully I get funding. <laughs> you will get funding. Yeah. And if you don't, 
you just keep grant writing and someone yeah maybe i don't actually know that but i'm hopeful it's just there have so many projects kind of on the go like yeah all the time, and it's just but it takes so long to put a play together i can't even imagine so it just it feels like it's they're all kind of like um bottlenecked mm. a bit okay and so like i'm like i'm not I feel bad sometimes because it's like, oh, I'm not doing, like, work, but it's just like, oh, I am doing work. I'm gearing up for, like, these things to, like, go on Yeah. later, but it's like, oh, shit, like, is this all going to happen, like, at once, and am I going to die? <laughs> because <laughs> because all of the funding, everything is going to come at the same time, and you're like, great, I'm now doing four plays. Oh, Simul God. No. Let's, yeah. yeah, hope for staggering. Yeah, one thing at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have a tendency to, like look at the future and then be like, I've got to do 42 things instead of saying, okay, what is one thing I can do in this moment to get me closer to future Michelle? Right. So I'm working on that presently, like for the last few days. Um, so I find work back schedule is actually very helpful. Yeah. Which is something I picked up from producing. Um, they're even more helpful when you look at them after making them. Yes. <laughs> Fun fact for anyone. Yes. Yeah, same with lists. Turns out you need to consult them to complete them. Yeah. Tell that to my 500 lists on my phone. <laughs> but I think, like, what's helpful with, like, the work back schedule um, or, like, that I found more helpful than, than making a list is mm -hmm. that, like, oh, I can actually, like, see when the task, like, starts and when it's supposed right. to end or, like, when it's due or, like, whatever. Um, I can see, like whether I've started the task yet and whether it's in like um, mm -hmm. in process or like if okay. it's done um, and like it's it is literally like working back because it like you have your goal at mm -hmm. the end and then you think about like all the things you need to do mm -hmm. like to reach that goal right and sort of fill it out in between I did that once for a thing yeah I think I should do this again for my home thank yeah. you for bringing yeah. this up i think i needed to hear that today producing <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna produce my life it's fine yeah that's sweet yeah uh what is something you're currently passionate about i'm currently passionate about mm. it's my dog <laughs> It's been really nice coming home. Yeah. Like, I mean, I haven't been home like all that much since I've like been back, but it's just like, oh, like taking Sunny out for a walk is mm -hmm. really nice. Sunny. Yeah. He's like a half Shih Tzu and half Poodle. He's like this big. Um, he looks like a baby, but he's actually like twelve. Like wow. he's old dog. Um, but yeah, I think it's like actually just, um, and like cuddling with my dog mm. or cuddling with like anyone. <laughs> like right? Just, I think it's Ugh, so good. It's like really feeling a need to like physically just be like held. Yeah. Um, which is what I'm like, I, it's, it's weird to frame it as like, that's what I'm like passionate about, but it's like, it's, it's like it feels like a, a very real need. <laughs> I feel 
so resonant with that. Yeah. Like, there are no words. I've got yeah. a stuffed pineapple and it just doesn't do it. It yeah. doesn't, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to have like an actual being where you're just yeah. holding and feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like, I cuddled with my mom like a couple weeks ago. That yeah. was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. What were we even talking about? Oh, yeah. It was, Passions. It was really, no, it was talking to my mom. Uh-huh. I'm trying to remember. Um, it's so funny because so I have one cousin who's unmarried and it's because like that's just not something that he wants to do which is like it makes sense to me like that's fine Um, we also like had an uncle who um, never married Mm -hmm. as well and that was also just something that he like didn't want to do but my mom's been very like concerned for my cousin because he isn't married yet and he's like in his early 30s okay. and I was like mom like you know we had an uncle who just wasn't married until like the end and he was fine like with that mm-hmm. they always looked at that as like oh it's so sad that he doesn't have like a wife and it's just right. like I don't think so like he was an artist mm. um, he was a painter um, he spent a lot of his time like because our neighborhood was around um uh, Broadview and um, Queen. Mm-hmm. So in that corner, there was um, the Real Jerk, which is yep. uh, the so Korean restaurant um, in its original location, which okay. was like there. Um, and um, Jilly's, the uh, the strip club mm-hmm. that, uh, and my uncle would spend a lot of time at like these two places. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, like he was eating Caribbean food and hanging out with strippers. Like, yeah, he was living he's his good. Life. <laughs> um, but I reminded her of this, and she was just like, don't tell me, like, this is your way of telling me that you don't want to get married. And I was just like, wait, wait a minute, wait. Like, for my entire life, like, I wasn't allowed to, like, date. Like, explicitly, <laughs> they were like... And now you're trying to get me married, Mom? Yeah. When I started dating yesterday? Yeah. Like, of course, I wasn't actually, yeah. like, no, I just wasn't telling them yeah. about, like, <laughs> totally stuff. But it was just, like, what? Like, <laughs> huh? <laughs> this seems unreasonable, parent. <laughs> yeah. But it's also just, like, I mean, I, there's no way they sort of, like, said that to you and expected me to actually, like, listen to them but it's also like wouldn't you be very I mean in their minds like I I haven't like dated like yet and I honestly like feel like that would be like very concerning for a parent to like have a kid who like didn't like date like Mm -hmm. period like Mm -hmm. because if I were to enter like a relationship for the first time ever now like right. at this age it would be like very very painful probably yeah like it it would be anyways yeah like, but navigating relationships is something that like takes practice absolutely and to not to, i guess like to be like deprived of that is, is like actually just doing like a disservice yeah to, um your like child I I feel Mm -hmm. like also like I felt similarly in 
in like friendships mm -hmm. even because um, I was really never really allowed to like leave the, mm -hmm. the house yeah um, as a like through elementary school and middle school mm -hmm. it changed a bit like in in high school yeah um that's where i sort of formed like the the deepest like relationships that like i had it was like oh like i didn't really know how to be like a friend until then because it was just like my friends I would only ever actually like see at school but while we right. were there like we were just doing like school, school. yeah yeah and then all you have to go off of I because I have a few clients who this is the struggle it's like okay how do you teach someone that yeah in their t late 20s yeah um you know and what do you have to go off of movies yeah and what depicts the world in a very distorted way movies I think it's getting better Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it definitely has an impact, for sure. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm, like, friends with a lot of people, or I seek out a lot of, like, friendships with a lot of different kinds of people, but also, like, at the same time, very similar kinds of people, because mm -hmm. it's been clocked to me before that, like, I'm just friends with a lot of, like, bros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <gasps> And for some reason, like, that's just, like, what I had, like, taken to. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's because, like, bro friendships are easy. Mm -hmm. And in some ways they are. Yeah. Oh, um, I agree. Because I think there was also, like, in elementary school, middle school, like, um, I was friends with a lot of girls because... I wasn't allowed to talk to boys mm -hmm. at all. Really. Yeah. Um, but like, and also I think like, yeah, movies and media is sort of <laughs> modeling to us like friendship drama. Yeah. And like relationships. Yeah. With girls was sort of just what happened mm -hmm. for some reason even though I didn't really want it to like be that way um, yep. it was kind of just nice to have friendships later on um, but like I still like hid from my parents because I was like I don't want to talk to like boys even though they're just like my friends but yeah like, we're just, just doing humans who knew we're just doing like stupid shit, like yeah. piling into someone's car and driving it to work. Yeah. Quick tins run with boys. It's yeah. Just, like, it's not a thing. Right. But, um. <laughs> quick tins run with the boys. The quick tins run with the boys. I was doing the witnessing the jackass stuff yeah. when I was in middle school. Yeah, I had a group of guy friends. Yeah. I definitely tended towards the bros. And yeah. it's, yeah, they're just jumping off shit. And I'm like, you're probably going to hurt yourself, but I'm going to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Or like we <laughs> climb up to the rooftops and just like vape. I love rooftops. <laughs> yeah. That one mom probably would have been concerned about, I'm guessing. The yeah. vaping. Yeah. Yeah. Good old moms. <laughs> yeah. But then also just like still having like deep relationships or like friendships with women mm -hmm. and like um high school but I do think it's like oh like 
my friendships with like dudes who just didn't really like give a shit and could just be yeah kind of helped I think teach me how to like be friends with women and be a good friend to yeah. like women as well yeah I like that just be piece because I think that's what I've found with like my guy friends where we're like we're gonna go on an adventure and it's just like we're just doing the thing that we're doing we're not emotional processing yeah. we're well sometimes um but yeah it's nice but then it's also like bringing that into you know like while taking away the like just being part of Mm -hmm. being friends with like bros it's Mm -hmm. then kind of bringing in like the emotional intelligent aspects of um uh, the kind of supports that we need from like friendships and um, being able to um give them a space as well to emote or express like absolutely yeah, I think that's one of the things that's interesting to me because I've had people in, you know, this these camps of men are trash kind of thing, which mm. I think is extremely harmful um, and doesn't leave space for their humanness. Mm-hmm. And, like, those are some of my favorite conversations that I've had with, like, my bros after we go for a walk and, like, talk about deep things and, like, the stuff they're working through. And I'm mm. like, this is so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to... Well, I don't know what the youth are like now, but normalizing different types of friendships and relationships, because I don't know for you, but for me, the the way the media portrayed things really got into my soul and the expectations and assumptions. And yeah, there's just so much unlearning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like kind of appreciating the different ways that people are able to like, show up yeah too and recognizing it like too yeah and not believing any one person because I think that's the other thing is like you'll find your one person or like your best friend who does ever and that's just unreasonable mm-hmm. you'll have your friends that you go on walks with or your friends you talk through like grant writing with and mm-hmm. yeah yeah um what has been one transformational moment from your life? Oh, I feel like there have been so many. Because I think even like, even a year ago mm-hmm. to now has been such a like major shift. Yeah. Um, like there, I feel like, growing up like how I did it was always needing to sort of make my own like decisions but a lot of them were kind of like not fully but like on some level kind of reactionary to um the kind of upbringing or like Mm -hmm. expectations that like my parents like had um on me um but I think like in the last year especially just sort of you know, a couple years, like, out of that and kind of, like, pretty much, like, living my own life. Um, I, um, I got out of a relationship Mm -hmm. that I was in, um, for a while. Yeah. It was, um, about three and a half years. Yes. It felt like a divorce. Okay. Um, because I, I mean, I had been with this person since uh, I was um, 17. Mm-hmm. 
yeah yeah it was big and um I think like at the time it was definitely like what I like needed like from a relationship just like a sense of security yeah I mean I was leaving my parents house for the first time I was um moving Montreal starting school Mm -hmm. but also producing my first show yeah um with like like as part of a season for an actual company yeah um which was um a lot and I didn't expect to get into a relationship mm-hmm. at the time because I knew I was like going to be like leaving yeah um but at the time I think it was a really good like decision like for me to actually feel like I had this um I had an anchor yeah uh, through all of that um I think, though, as um, time sort of passed and I made some decisions like around leaving McGill and um, deciding to actually dive into theater full time by going to theater school mm-hmm. um, and then you know, doing more work um, that... Um, I think he sort of credits um, me working too much as sort of the source of mm-hmm. like the relationship um, ending. Um, but I think it was more um, of the ways that we were like growing weren't really like compatible right. to each other. Because. Um, for me, the bigger issue was um, the discussions that we're having around uh, stripping mm-hmm. and the thought that I wanted to uh, work at a club, which really freaked him out. Okay. Um, and which, to some extent, I understood, but also, like, not really, uh, because I had been pole dancing by that time already, like, since I was 17. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh, it was so out of left field. And I was like, how is it out of <laughs> left field? We have a hole in our living room (laughs) Um, but it was also like um, I think it felt like to him threatened the security of our like relationship um, to each other um, by adding this like um, and like it's not even particularly like adding a, a different layer or it could be of um um it's it's not so much like adding a different layer of like a sexual relationship into Mm -hmm. the relation um like our relationship to each other um because that wasn't the point like i wasn't yeah i'm not having sex with anyone but it is like another layer of like my own sexual expression yeah um like made him uncomfortable um it got to the point where like even the like kinds of photos that I was like posting on my um, right uh Instagram which like like they are provocative but they mm-hmm. always have been because I, yeah. I always found it just like um a major part of like myself and also my branding as an artist yeah um uh, but like that suddenly kind of becoming an issue as well yeah um, and um, 
I think his thought was that like or like he had sort of told me that his thought was um that that would sort of like chill out as I would get oh like it's older. a phase kind of thing yeah but I was also I'm still 22 yeah <laughs> what do you mean as I get older yeah <laughs> you know um it was also around like it felt like the smarter sort of economic choice too uh in terms of um i was working basically doing all the gm tasks as well as communications for a theater company Mm -hmm. at the time uh and um getting paid 20 an hour um, to do it yeah that's not um (laughs) and um it was me it, like I took on these tasks because more than half of our operations team quit in less than two months because they had issues with okay. um, um, on paper it was burnout but it was more like a, a management management issue. yeah um, and um, so I like took on these tasks and wasn't very happy <laughs> with like where I was and what I was doing and um, it kind of took away from um, the actual uh, work and artistic expression Mm -hmm. that I wanted to do and um, just also not a very efficient way to make money Um, and so what I really appreciate about um, working at a club is um, I think also present in a lot of skilled uh, traits is Mm -hmm. that you sort of show up you do the work and then you leave the work and then you go home yeah Um, what I'm having an issue with like with our like work culture now and like work from home is Mm -hmm. that like we carry like work around with us everywhere everywhere all the time um, and like, there's not really, um, unless we like set them for ourselves, yes. like strong boundaries, um, totally, uh, around that. And, um, like that was, um, clearly I think like an issue, like in the relationship Yeah, was, um, all this like stuff that I was like carrying from work right. as well. Um, but you know, on some levels, I think this could have like solved like that issue, but mm-hmm. like you know, it's kind of solving other issues but causing yeah. like, other ones. Um, but um, we tried for a really long time, I think, to make it work. But it was sort of just like I think there was so much pain mm. and insecurity like there yeah. that every time we talked about it, it was just like. Um, I know I felt like hurt by a lot of um, things that he would like say mm-hmm. <laughs> just around um, uh, the the idea of um, I, I think it was like the one thing that really like hit me and I think like damaged um, the relationship the most was um, he was sort of talking about this notion that like if I were to dance um, that I would be like offering or splitting parts of myself 
um, up and giving that away to other men um, which to me sort of felt like oh like you don't really see me as like a whole person right it's interesting because I feel like we do that any in so many facets when you create a play yeah. like exactly. that is literally coming from yours like that is creation yeah and you are now sharing that with people I think societally like it's different you know with yeah around sexuality and, yeah um, but I, I don't know I'm hoping that shifts yeah like it's it's an integral part of like who I am um as a person that like yeah. I I share things with people that's what I do <laughs> literally what I do um and it doesn't make me any le- or like less whole like you don't see me as less whole when I'm writing a play and like no that. it's just we have weird feelings around like sex and sexuality absolutely and it's like it's the light version of that too because I'm not even having sex <laughs> right like anyone too yeah um like I'm literally like just dancing. Yeah. Um, and from a logistical, like it is not very different than when you're wearing a bathing suit at the beach from yeah. like a, a covering up standpoint, if that's the argument we're being, yeah. we're making, but. And it is like, so it, it's um, the stage, um, I do get nude like on in the stage like dances, but in terms of like the actual private dances, mm-hmm. that is not full nude. Okay. Um, uh and so it's just yeah i don't know like it's if i was at like a new beach (laughs) like that's yeah well it's it's not even because it feels like because you've revealed i'm like this doesn't stop you being a coffee shop and some guy fantasizing about like i don't know where yeah you know like there are extreme stricter boundaries actually in that workplace than on the street and so where does that yeah but i actually don't even really know if that's true because i was 16 and working at starbucks and we had an issue of sexual harassment with um a colleague and also yeah um a client um who would come to the the store and it was Mm -hmm. just like my feeling too is that like some people will just do like what they do. They'll say yep. what they want to say. It's just as I w- would rather just get properly like compensated for needing to deal with that. Yes. But also feel like I have the freedom and the protection in the environment to be able to say, "Hey, fuck off." Exactly. Because I couldn't do that when I was working at Starbucks. You I would can't. get fired. <laughs> exactly. And so it's interesting that yeah. What a fast like. That in some ways that there are like stronger boundaries, I think. Absolutely. Within, like the, the strip club like oh, context. For where, sure. Like, sure, like more things are like allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are protections in place that just aren't there. There anywhere else. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't even say it not, they're not there, but some of that behavior is. I would, wouldn't say encouraged, but it's protected where it's like, oh, well, this is, you know, the customer, we're letting go of the customer's always right thing, but it's sort of like, oh, well, this is the work. It's like, that's straight up inappropriate, period. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like, why are we having a discussion? Like, that person should not be acting in that manner. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was reached out to by, like, the manager of, like, my first store. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I didn't respond to her message just because yeah. I like did not like the way that she treated me mm-hmm. like while she was there. But it was like, oh, she was asking about like, were you harassed by this like one client? Because we're finally gonna do something about it. It was just like before I had even gotten there though. Too, I had heard from other people that like. Um, this guy was like obsessed with another girl who was like working there um and there was an incident uh where like basically she had pretty much like quit after this happened before i even like got there Mm -hmm. but he had waited until after close Mm -hmm. um outside of like they kicked him out when the store closed he waited outside waited for her to finish and then approached her in the parking lot yeah and so she quit after that yeah it was just like my god (laughs) wow but like you know after me being there for like a year and then quitting and then you reaching out to me after about another year later to ask me about my experience it's like oh now you're doing (laughs) something about it yeah would have been super helpful in the moment yeah which is (laughs) like absurd versus like you know at the club it's just like Oh, you, um, like solicitation is like illegal. You can't ask someone to suck your dick. Yep. And if they find out about that, you're out Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like this is your warning. It's like, no, you, good day. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and like for the most part too, like they, they listen. Cause like if Big Mo or Big Terry is like, (laughs) You don't want to get big mouth. Together. Yeah. Tag team. No. You no way, no. You run. <laughs> <sighs> but I also, like, I love and appreciate my, like, coworkers so much. Like, like the, my, my bouncers are my bros. Yeah. You know, like, I, um, again, like, just, just my affinity towards, mm-hmm. um, bros is just like oh I like I feel actually um supported in Mm -hmm. this environment I feel like actually safe yeah beautiful um but um yeah and I think he was worried about the like safety or like whatever but Mm -hmm. it's just like well I'm just unsafe as a woman (laughs) like in general like that's just yeah (laughs) sorry not much I can do about that right now sir like if I wanted to be safe I would grow a beard but like (laughs) that's just you know Uh, um so we tried for a while to work it out and couldn't and um I broke up with him in January uh which was really significant for me because I had never broken up with like anyone before because I think like my approach to relationships before I'd only ever gotten like broken up with and it was Mm -hmm. because like I had this idea in my head of like oh I love this person so much and I'll try as hard as I can to like work it out Mm -hmm. until they decide that they're like done (laughs) right um like that's that's how it worked in like the two like prior relationships Mm -hmm. that like I had um because I thought that's like what you do when you like love somebody yeah um but you know I was realizing like I think how much pain like both of us were sort of in 
um, I felt my inability to sort of like take the steps that I needed to like move forward. Right. And I also felt him kind of being blocked from um, the like actually finding the kind of relationship that he needed to feel like fully like secure. Because right. I think he just like. I think it's fair enough to like need someone who doesn't do that mm-hmm. um, but then we also don't really have the right to stop people from Absolutely. doing what it is that they need to do easier said than done but yeah like, um, yeah it's tough like in um, couples or Gottman method couples therapy I can say like they have the sound relationship house theory of what makes the ideal relationship based off of 40 years of research probably 50 years now but mm-hmm. um and the two foundations are trust and commitment if you do not have those two pieces forget the rest of the house mm-hmm. um and then it's just uh i think seven different levels working up towards creating shared meaning mm-hmm. and so if you're in a relationship where you're creating your own meaning which is expressing that part of yourself in a way that also helps pay the bills mm-hmm. um and that's not aligned for that it's like okay well i I can't ask my partner to not live their truth or live whatever that is. A lot of people do, and that's when resentment builds up. So yeah. I'd say good good on you for, yeah, prioritizing what you knew to be true for yourself. And Yeah. And I think it was like, even before that, like I tried to suggest that maybe the best thing to do like would be to like end the relationship. And mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, so I'll try really, really hard to be okay with it. And I was just like, well, I mean, I don't know if that's really the right thing yeah. either. And so, like, the last month just kind of felt a bit, like, it felt like death. Like, it felt like dying. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I didn't really come to be able to do that, like, on my own, too. Like, it took so much just, like... I, I think too, um, at the same time, like wanting discretion in a relationship and wanting to like keep that, um, or like really personal things like with your partner, mm-hmm. like between, um, um, partners right. is that like, it's also just really helpful to have other people like listen and, and be able to. Yeah you know it's not so much like um opinion but like having them sort of be a sounding board for like like what you're actually experiencing or or thinking um because i had other friends who sort of like called that the relationship were gonna was gonna end before Mm -hmm. it like happened okay but me being stubborn when like no like we're gonna try really hard to make it like work Mm -hmm. because we love each other uh which like we we did and i i still do yeah um i still care um Mm -hmm. but it's just um it, it wasn't uh like hurting each other it just wasn't yeah like that, that's just not how you, like, no. treat someone you, like, care about. Yeah. Um, 
it was also really interesting too because like in the discussions that like we were having so many like like discussions over like the year but mm-hmm. it's just sort of like oh well if I had known like this was what you wanted to do like from the start of our relationship I wouldn't have gotten into like a committed like monogamous like relationship with you okay um which was an interesting sort of like framing because it wasn't that like oh I wouldn't want to be with you I would still want to be like with you but mm-hmm. I wouldn't like put in that level of like right investment with uh-huh. me. um which also I found like really hurtful because I was just like oh like just because I like dance yeah I'm not deserving of a yeah like committed monogamous relationship if that's like what I want if that's what I'm hearing from you Cause yeah because that wouldn't be like what I wouldn't want yeah 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 weird ideas we have about love absolutely yeah I think conversations yeah love is not enough and you don't just work harder like to yeah get it get it girl um Um, I have coffee yet today. Yeah, no worries. Um, Yeah, it's so, I don't I love relationships. I have not been in many long-term ones and definitely not many functional ones, but uh, I've observed a lot and I've been pondered a lot. Um, But yeah, because what I hear from that statement is kind of like, not accepting you as you are as your whole self and like no one wants to be although a lot of people are like to be able to be in relationship and connected with someone and have all of you be on the table and that's okay like oof, there are fewer things that feel as beautiful as that where it's like oh you'll take all all the pieces even the dysfunction not just the like wow that's great yeah Cause I'm by no means a casual dater. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing about me that's like <laughs> casual, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, like there's a lot of shit there mm-hmm. that like, and I was thinking too, just in the context of like, yeah, I, I hid like a lot of my like relationships, like from my parents. Um, Cause they like when, have like accepted me like dating but at the same time too it's just like with the kind of upbringing that I have like being around my family kind of requires like a very like thick skin Mm -hmm. um from me like as well too and so it's like I never introduced him to my family okay they never like knew that he was like there Mm -hmm. um but even now like thinking about like future relationships and like who who is the kind of person that I like to like be with is just like oh someone who like has thick skin who would be able to like handle my family right but also handle me and like have my back like, yeah. with my family as well yeah um which is why like you know I can't really like casually date because there are so many of these like heavy things Mm -hmm. that it like comes with 
not that there were like there's no shortage of like connections like in my life that I have to yeah. like people and um, people that I like care about but when it comes to like actually like um, seriously dating it's very um, it's, a, it's a bit of a, a thing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um, and I don't know to I think it just got under my skin a little bit to like suggest that like to suggest like the, the casually like dating because I can't yeah yeah I mean I also find that like people in general um, it, it's interesting the the contrast of like kind of dating before and dating after starting dancing mm-hmm. um, is the um, kind of fetishization. I wondered about that. Around it. Yeah. Well. Yes. <laughs> that is a thing. I bet. Yes. Yeah. Um, is that something you, sh- well, it's on your Instagram, like if anyone follows you on social media, they know some facet that's a thing. Is that something you keep to yourself? generally to when you get to know somebody is it something you put out there it depends because it's um it's interesting because i don't really um go out with like random people Mm -hmm. anymore um like i think i i did the whole like tinder thing when i was like 18 um apps aren't really my thing Mm because I also just have an issue with like um, tech companies love and dating um, profit, right. mining consumer data from people, like mm-hmm. just trying to look for connection. Yeah, like it's also a lot of work to be like sorting through people. Yeah, it's like it's a lot. Well, it's also really interesting because I like watched a video about. Um, um, I guess the economics of like dating Ooh. and how like um, it has always been sort of like a property like thing but then as we moved into um, the romanticism and dating yeah. for love um, that like that also came with like um, like tokens of love costing like money and that right? thing and that especially having a boom in like the 50s and the 80s mm-hmm. um, to um, being able to like afford to date right but now that's sort of translating to like online dating and they sort of like um, how do they frame it as like kind of like a the casino layout of like hinge mm-hmm. or like the they, they use something else to describe tinder but it was just like um people now are um being commodified yes. through like the apps yeah um and um i'm, I'm also yeah of the time. we're gonna pause and we'll be back for part two thank you so much for tuning in and for all of your support at fairbank and friends we are learning through the past creating stories of meaning respecting the differences of all beings, propelling ourselves consciously into the future, and striving for presence each step of the way. We hope you enjoy dancing in the chaos of life.